I think that there is so much to still be unleashed around the education space as we look at what might come as we get into the future of the metaverse and educational disruption. Elizabeth, I'd love to start with you and just really thinking about what does the metaverse mean to businesses, uh, businesses right now, in a sense, and what are those clear opportunities that are here uh, and and are coming potentially down the line that they may not be aware of? For businesses right now, I think an interesting statistic is that 80% of millennials are saying that their everyday lives depend on technology. So as we look at what we may call a gamer generation, they'll undoubtedly uh, follow the metaverse and be consumers and possibly even employees and, and builders and developers of this. So this leads to great business implications as we look across retail and CPG spaces and opportunities for personalized offers, uh, creating virtual malls and showrooms and new experiences that I was uh, visiting the hometown I grew up in in Pennsylvania a few months ago. Um, Both of the malls that I remember going to when I was a kid are long since gone. So there is this need or this vacuum of space um, for people to want to build and have those social connections that may be manifested in a completely different way 20 years ago. Um, But that need for belonging and connection and togetherness is still there and still very prevalent. So whether you look at it uh, from a personal social side or a business side, uh, this need for belonging and this need for community will unlock and unleash a tremendous amount of opportunity. So a big part of the internet right now is like meme culture and remix culture. And why is that? Because inherently people want to personalize the things they see and share them in their own way. If you're a developer and you care deeply about a certain game, one of the common trends right now is that is that you'll mod that game. And I think games are becoming increasingly open to allowing creativity of the community through modding. Minecraft is the most popular example of this, where, where the entire online community is driven by servers and modding. But increasingly so, you know, Roblox and platforms like Mod.io are, are making it like really, really easy for any game to kind of add modding and build that community. So I think uh, one of the most interesting for developers is me is that, that the remix culture that made social apps and feeds and memes today is that that is really being applied to games through modding. And I think those are going to be the spaces that most of the current sort of generation of gamers are going to be hanging out in. It's a great point about the parallelism between you know how the internet has always been used and, and how the metaverse, all the metaverses, and the metaverse in general is very open and, and very user generated as opposed to you know one system that people are just participating in or paying, and it's it's really a lot about building it as we go. I really think that every single industry that we know of will be disrupted and will have an application on the metaverse. It's more about uh, for developers and uh, businesses, the metaverse is there for the taking. So everything that uh, is immersively digital and all of the different uh, applications, whether it is listening to music or attending a class or racing a car or engaging in any kind of economic activity like shopping or otherwise, I think we'll be able to have a kind of an accurate representation and an accurate uh, application on the metaverse. So I think the time to start exploring it and exploring what it means for all businesses and for all developers is today. There's definitely a big first mover advantage to you know creating a world or on Horizon Worlds or, or a game uh, on, on Worlds or other platforms to kind of uh, get the first mover's advantage. 
So I think one of the interesting things you've all touched on there is like this sense of, you know, the experiences of today that exist already becoming experiences that you have in the metaverse. So it's taking, you know, what we all know or experience with the current technology we have and, you know, making it something that is accessible or doable in this new space. But as we've seen with the internet and mobile, there is that next evolution, which is always the things that that unique platform unlocks that aren't necessarily the first things that everybody goes to because they require a lot more thinking and understanding about the capabilities and the platforms and the behaviors that everybody develops in these new technologies. So what do you think is the potential for these new experiences that are just not possible outside of the metaverse? And like, what would you guess some of those things that we're going to see are going to look like, you know, once the technology is established in that, you know, that much, much longer time horizon than we have at the moment? In terms of new markets created within the metaverse, every single game comes with its own economy. Depending on how you look at it, markets are actually going to emerge on a per game level um, as opposed to just on a global level. The most popular example today, in my opinion, is RuneScape and how that game was completely driven by trading and it completely has its own markets for services, for all sorts of things. So I actually think that the most interesting markets that emerge from the increased adoption of the metaverse is actually these markets that emerge on a per experience level that create completely new job opportunities for players inside the game and players outside the game. If you look at a lot of the economy on RuneScape, for example, an interesting fact is that a lot of people in Venezuela, for example, their job is actually to participate in the economy in RuneScape. And so I think we're already kind of starting to see this today. And I think we're increasingly going to start seeing this in the future where these new markets inside these games and experiences bring new job opportunities and create entirely new markets that is nothing like we've seen in real life. I think uh, also as an equalizer, the metaverse is really going to be a bringer of economic opportunity. So education is one of my favorite ones. So, you know, if you think like 10, 15 years ago, any kind of online university didn't necessarily have the same reputation as like physical universities. Now, you know, flash forward 2022, all major university and, and universities out there have an online program that are very, very well respected education services and companies that are 100% dedicated to learning online. And if you think about the power, you know, to wake up uh, in the morning uh, in Dubai and take a class in uh, Tokyo in the morning and in New York in the afternoon while being plugged in into virtual reality and get the, the same classroom experience, being able to discuss with your classmates and to feel like you're in the same space is uh, pretty amazing. But also thanks to virtual reality and augmented reality, if you're training to be a surgeon, for example, in the future, you're going to be able to wear glasses that allow you to see and get guidance on the procedure that you're expected to perform and then to learn it in real time in a, in a way that isn't possible, that isn't quite possible right now. So I think education is, is also going to be uh, you know, majorly disrupted with the metaverse. And it's also going to be a major equalizer because people wouldn't need to be in a specific physical space in order to get access to the best education or the kind of education that they're seeking. I think education is a great point. And just to build on that, we have seen many studies as we look at the science of how not just children learn, but even adult learners, that learning should be active. So we've heard many times over the years, uh, the importance or the desire of being hands-on. Instead, as we look at the metaverse, a term that we're hearing increasingly is a term that's called minds-on. And what does it mean when your mind is active? What does it mean when your mind is more engaged? 
and we can tap into uh, a greater sense of meaning, as we've talked about earlier, a greater sense of memory and, and cognition uh, can be ignited by adding this uh, social interaction element as well into the learning experience. So I think that there is so much to still be unleashed around the education space as we look at what might come as we get into the future of the metaverse and educational disruption. In the previous episode, Zayed, you, you mentioned that the human-computer interaction part of the metaverse and ARVR was going to be the most, probably one of the most exciting trends that you're looking forward to. And you mentioned some of the work that, that Meta has been doing in this space, but most people now think of accessing the metaverse through, you know, something like a, a quest, you know, a headset that you put on. But would it always be that that way? Like, how do you envision that we will end up engaging in the metaverse? Is it always going to be through a form of headset or some some other medium? I'd love to hear how you think we'll be accessing the metaverse in you know five, ten years time, and and where this is likely to go. Effectively, now in virtual reality with the Quest 2, it's possible to already get an amazing experience of sharing this virtual three-dimensional space together. It's only going to be getting better over the future in terms of head-mounted uh, devices. So we're going to be adding more features in the future and, and they're, they're going to progressively get lighter and, and more accessible. But one that I'm really excited about is augmented reality. So effectively, a couple of months ago, the Ray-Ban stories were announced and you're able to take phone calls, take pictures and videos, all while keeping your phone down and your eyes up. It's not quite a full AR uh, yet, but it's the first step towards in the future being able to wear uh, normal looking glasses like mine that uh, pack you know, cameras and sensors and microphones and processors and that allow a screen to pop up in front of you that you're able to control with your fingertip to you know, pull up holograms of your friends sitting around you, etc. So I think this is what's going to definitely be possible in a five, 10 year horizon. Uh, so for AR to be easier for experimenting the metaverse to be a lot more accessible with hardware, already today and in the future, we do expect that 2D interfaces will serve as a bridge to the metaverse. You're going to be able to use all of uh, uh, Meta's uh, software like Instagram, Facebook Messenger or others uh, to be able to interact with uh, the metaverse. So later this year, for example, we're going to be bringing calling on uh, virtual reality coding on Messenger. So you're going to be able to be your own avatar through your phone. So if someone is, is in VR, in full VR on the request, they're able to call you and you appear as your avatar based on your two-dimensional screen. So you appear in 3D thanks to the cameras of your phone. VR already there. It's pretty awesome. It will get better in the future. Augmented reality, we're really scratching the surface of what's going to be possible in the future. And then all of this will rely on two-dimensional services to serve as a bridge to the metaverse. In the moment, I would agree we're looking at a mix of hardware and software as far as what our classical interfaces to the metaverse might be. Thinking very far into the future, perhaps, we might also consider or include neural interfaces. So that would mean controllers that interact with the brain and our neural system to actually deliver a more intuitive and seamless experience. Now, this is talking very far into the future. I'm not going to attempt to predict uh, how many years in the future that will be, um, but I think we will have more natural interfaces ultimately that will create a more seamless experience and engagement that might even include more profound experiences around sense and presence, touch, sound, smells, et cetera. 
I think that common themes in games and what has worked is that gamers tend to pick the device that lets them most precisely express skill and project that onto the game. So if you look at like FPS, right, like largely risen because it's such a good experience with keyboard and mouse. Um, A mouse lets you very precisely express aim skill. If you look at games like Clash Royale, they were perfect for your mobile phone because they let you quickly, like your phone is the size of a card game. What we constantly find is that gamers find the devices to let them most precisely express skill. And this is why why I'm so excited about what Meta is doing with touch sensing and things like that, because it's going to allow for completely different things to be built. As long as we continue to build devices that let you more precisely express skills, such as what Meta is building and also, you know, uh, the... Uh, neural interfaces, which I agree is, is very far out. The experiences will follow that and not the other way around. One of the other trends in gaming, Pim, that I'd love to get your thoughts on has been the the rise of games that are taking advantage of the new technologies that have come around the last few years in terms of blockchain and on top of blockchain, things like NFTs. And where do you think all those three technologies come together when it comes to something like the metaverse. So, you know, how important is the notion of blockchain and then NFTs as well as the metaverse? And and what do those three things, when they're put together, enable in the metaverse that wasn't possible before? Like, or how essential are they for the for the success of the metaverse overall do you think i'm going to take blockchain and NFTs as kind of the same trend, although there are nuances uh, that make them slightly different. Um, but they're both, but they're both, in my opinion, individual trends. Games that take that take advantage of blockchain, the technology in blockchain is, is still quite nascent and early. And so the types of games that you can build that truly take advantage of blockchain and how it scales is very much still in the experimental phase. However, projecting out, I think the first games that we're going to start to see are games kind of like Mafia Wars, like very simple, like community-based games that have strong communities, but fairly limited interactions that revolve primarily around economies. That is what it's good for. The interesting thing about blockchain is that communities are becoming like these financial vehicles, right? Where you bring all these things like pseudonymous identity and work together into something that we don't all quite understand yet. So I I think they're separate trends, but uh, they intersect at some point. And I think the most interesting parts of how they intersect is identities and application layers. So if you think about current platforms that provide APIs, you generally need to go to the platform and and request permission to use that data. Whereas in blockchain, where uh, data is public by default when it comes to what you share, it means that every single application can build on top of a previous one, which means the application layer becomes exponential. Right now, it's one or two steps away from the core graph itself. That world is um, an even better world for businesses and developers, although I think we're still very far out because the technology itself is still very new and we still really have to experiment to see what it can do. Secondly, I think NFTs in particular, I do think that there is a world where gamers care deeply about owning the things that they actually earn or buy inside games. Also, building item systems for game developers is really hard. I built item systems on the back end for RuneScape servers before, and it's one of the more difficult systems to build and maintain. I believe that both from a technical perspective and from a community perspective, it makes sense to let your community own these things that they earn inside games because it creates this entirely new meaning to the game. Most financial apps, they have extremely high retention. Why? Because once you have that sense of ownership, you have this sense of, it becomes the sense of self, it becomes something that you care about. And I think that's going to change how a lot of people interact inside games. So I think it's a long-term trend that does intersect at some point. They don't necessarily depend on each other to become successful, 
but there is going to be a large overlap between the two over the years. And one of the things you mentioned previously is I had from what you envision in Horizon Worlds or in the future around NFTs was around, you know, being able to own particular objects and, and make it your own. And, you know, you're the only one that has access to it. So what's your point of view on how important NFTs are for the overall success of the metaverse? Do you think they are overall a key thing that needs to exist? Or is it more that they allow just different experiences that that weren't possible in the digital world before? There are several ways of seeing and of using NFTs, right? Like the one that was that's become the most popular over the past year is just, you know, static uh, JPEGs that look fun that people are uh, betting a lot uh, on. And, and th this market has slowed down a bit uh, over the past couple of months. But, but I think beyond that, the technology is really fascinating in terms of what is possible in terms of you know membership and uh, getting access to new projects and, and being members of, of clubs and communities etc so even from a from an authentication perspective from an ownership perspective from a community perspective i, I really do think that nfts will enable a lot and will be a big part of gaming on the metaverse but also just the metaverse itself so what i mentioned before like uh, buying an nft and putting on a t-shirt or buying an, uh, any kind of merch that is an NFT and making sure like only you have it authentically across different metaverses on your avatar. This is only one of the many, many different usages uh, of blockchain technologies and, and how it will most probably transform our, our digital lives. Yeah, it's interesting as well to see the business implications. And I don't think uh, we, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg right now, but Nike made news recently when it created Nike Land on Roblox. So I think that there's great potential to see how corporations might show up. And typically we see in-game assets and rewards and this economy of in-game cryptocurrencies or NFTs that users can have, you know, marketplaces to do anything from, you know, buying skins or cosmetics or some way to alter uh, their appearance uh, in the game or in the experience uh, to other possibilities. So I think all of this is, is very much in a, a nascent or emerging stage, but certainly there'll be a continuation of this economy, whether NFTs remain uh, prevalent or if there's some other way. And it makes sense, you know, since we're talking about this happening on a global stage for it to all be mediated or conducted over blockchain networks. We've talked a lot about what can be done and, and you know the future and the possibilities that are out there, both for you know businesses and, and consumers and developers and basically everybody that could be involved in the metaverse. But the key thing is that it's going to need to have mass adoption to be you know to be the transformative technology that that we all envision and hope that it, it becomes. And so, what do you think needs to occur for that to actually happen? Whether that's you know the digital platforms, the apps, the businesses, the services, like what mindset shift or thinking do you feel needs to happen for that eventual mass adoption to occur um, versus it staying a much smaller thing and just you know to think of an example like 3d printing was you know, 3d printing was going to be the savior of, of all manufacturing for consumers and it ended up being a, a hobbyist thing that that you know i own my own 3d printer but you know it's not like i go print my own mugs i still go to the shop and buy a mug so yeah, what do we feel? What do you think is going to be the, the thing that needs to happen for it to become that mass adopted new form of technology that, that we've all been discussing today? So I think the key challenge, which could equally be framed as a key opportunity for us all is particularly around interoperability and standardization. 
I think that we'll need to coalesce around that in order to see mass adoption and move out of the R&D and innovation phase that we're in today into making this a cornerstone of our life. Open source mindset and and people having an open source mindset and arguably uh, all of the people on on the call and and listening today may have this uh, mindset, but it will be crucial to helping to address standardization challenges. So every company and every individual should be able to use their own content and customize their own experience regardless of the platform they're using and without requiring the consent of their virtual world provider. So in our opinion, this should really be the foundation of the metaverse. And of course, on top of that, I should add, there's a a lot of implications that we need to be very conscientious and intentional around when it comes to security, privacy, ethics, and data collection, which must obviously be clear and transparent. I was just going to say that it's going to be really important for all of the different uh, players in this ecosystem to work together, establish the right forms of governance, but also the standards that will allow all of these metaverses to be interoperable. Like We definitely don't want to have you know, a Google metaverse and an Epic metaverse and, and Roblox and Decentraland and to be separate and, and to have people not be able to... Uh, to freely roam around. If you think about it, the internet itself, just like you're able to hop from one website to another with hyperlinking, like you go from one site to the other and another, like it should be as easy as this to just exist on the metaverse and to navigate and roam around. And this is what I think, you know, the industry needs to come together to build that essentially. Huge plus one to open ecosystems and accessibility to the level of hyperlinks. That comment is great. I've heard it a few times and I think it's like that is it gives you a very real idea in your head of what it could look like if everyone worked together. There's actually a huge part of gamers that just don't feel comfortable in the metaverse yet. The fact that when you bring in pseudonymous identity, people also behave in a way that isn't necessarily tied to their real identity. And so uh, for me, the things I'm most excited about is actually a lot of the safety challenges that are going to be solved and just really great moderation platforms. There have been a lot of these recently, but I think the quality of these platforms is going up so rapidly and most people don't see this, but we make this whole space more accessible by make, giving everyone a place to enjoy themselves. That is the number one challenge right now from driving further adoption. I'd love to have one final sort of elevator pitch question to you all. And that is that, you know, based on all the discussion that we've had today, we are all optimists about the metaverse. And it's likely that we've all thought a little bit about, you know, the types of experiences we're hoping that become possible um, that maybe aren't that easy to do today or aren't even available today. So I'd love for each one of you to share, you know, as briefly as you can, like what's the one experience that you're most hopeful is is achievable in the metaverse that isn't possible in your lives today? I've really enjoyed being able to just navigate uh, in virtual worlds and to, you know, get to experience what life was in the past. I'm I'm a huge fan of history and I just love to be able to be part of something that is unbound, work around like how ancient Rome looked at the time and be able to engage with the merchants, uh, see the monuments, how they were being built, uh, etc. Even access to information to be so much more powerful in the future once you're able to just share and create and do stuff in an immersive way and interactive way that is not a, a static content, which is a lot of what it is today on, on the internet. For me, it's going to have to be 
a world in which you can bring everyone, like your, your entire family together into something, no matter where they are. That is the one of the things I'm most looking forward to. So it's completely removing the barriers of physical spaces. I'm the most excited about how companies can interact with customers and how employees work and collaborate together, particularly given my passion around reinventing work and the future of work. I just heard from a colleague of mine earlier today from the Netherlands around collaborating on a project. So I'm imagining in my head after this conversation, what our reality might look like that rather than sending you know, texts and files and emails back and forth, if we could jump into a, a collaborative space uh, in the metaverse to actually work on this problem together. So I think that it will and can have the potential to absolutely change how we game, how we work, how we live, and hope to realize that uh, with you all. So that is all we have time for today. So I do want to thank you all for joining us and having the conversation we had today. So I just, again, so Pim Dwight, who's CEO of Metal TV, we've had Elizabeth Keener, Vice President of Enterprise Trans Transformation at Capgemini Invent, and Ziad Trabolsi, Director of Business Engineering here at Meta. You know, I think we've had a fantastic conversation, so really appreciate you all for engaging. And that is all we have time for. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, uh, you will find more information about any of the topics mentioned in the show notes below. And please do subscribe to the podcast, share it with your team, your peers, your network, and leave us a review where applicable. So thanks again for listening and look out for the next episode. Mm -hmm.